Hi, I'm George Poynton from Watson Offside. I'm also a celebrity chef, a philanthropist and an entrepreneur. But enough about me. I'm here to talk about episode one. If you're new to the podcast and you've come to episode one to listen through the whole seasons, we really appreciate that. But you don't need to. Okay, it's pointless. The sound quality is terrible. We don't really know what we're doing with the show. And it doesn't really get good until a bit later on. We can't really pinpoint where it gets good. So, if you want to just jump straight in with us, come to episode 19, Return of the Mac. That is the episode where myself and Dan took 11 months away from the pod. We came back. We were excited. You're going to be excited too. The only things you might need to catch up are, we used to have a third person called Dylan, and we used to have a third person called Chris. They've both gone. It's just me and Dan. Also, it used to be about football and now it's not really at all. So that's episode 19 if you want to jump in with us. Alternatively, you can listen through these old episodes. No one's stopping you. I'm not your dad. So do what you want to do. But I'm just saying, it's not as good as the other stuff. All right? Seriously, though, we do appreciate you listening. And get in touch because the, uh, you know, the little finger football set is still on offer. All right? That's episode 19, Return of the Mac. All right? Do what you want. Bye. Hello and welcome to Watson Offside, the weekly football podcast where myself, George Locke, and my co-host, Mr Dan Linney, try to teach our friend Dylan Alcock as much as we can about football. Let me just be clear, Dylan knows nothing and we are working from the ground up. If Dylan does know something, it is purely by chance. Every week, we're going to test if beginner's luck really does exist as Dylan and Dan go head to head making weekly predictions, trying to score points and win real money as we try to educate Dylan about the beautiful game. So, let's begin episode one of What's an Offside. I'm going to start with telling Shearer to fuck off. Fucking hell. Fucking hell fire. Fucking hell fire. Fucking hell fire. Yes, konnichiwa, guten tag, and welcome to Watson Offside with uh, myself, George Locke, and my two co-hosts. Uh, first of all, Mr. Dan Lilly. Hello, Dan. Hello, George. <laughs> Why you got to be so loud? Because I thought, because it's the first episode, I'd do a powerful opening. Make it impose yourself. Get yourself in. When people are listening to this in like 2025 and we're on episode 6,000, they'll go, well, I don't know if I'd have come all the way on this journey if it hadn't had such a powerful beginning from Dan. And I'd like to see Dylan top it. All right. Well, there goes our next host. Uh, It's the lovely Dylan Alcock. Hello, George. Oh, Oh, see, he went went subtle but scary. It's a touch of class, I think. Yeah, I think so too. (laughs) In in, in our 6,000th episode, people will go... He's so classy, that Dylan. Yes, would never have made it past yeah. if it wasn't for the powerful opening and that extra touch of class. Which, which actually begs the question, what have you offered there, George? I did three languages. I'm keeping us international. I said konnichiwa, guten tag, and hello. Oh, okay. May we? Well, I think we got it covered between the three of us here. It's a good start. There you go. We're international. We're here. We're teaching from the terrace. We're going to teach, me and, me and you, Dan, we're going to teach Dylan a thing or two, aren't we? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We're going to school him on some stuff. Oh, boy. Dylan, as far as you're aware, you know nothing about football. You might have a secret <laughs> knowing that you don't... You There's know. no point me pretending to have a secret knowledge of football because I wouldn't get very far. Uh, um, no, I, I know very little. I know what I know, which is not much, probably, to people such as yourselves. So the reason for this, for, for us starting this, was 
Uh, me and Dan were, you know, coming back from a game, a kickabout, you know, just shooting the shit. And Dylan, we saw Dylan, uh, he was crying, like really crying. And said like, oh, I'm so ostracised because, you know, like, nobody... Uh, got glasses on. I've got glasses so nobody respects yeah. me because I don't like football. Yeah. Ca- can you teach me? And I said, we well, said, yeah, yeah, sure. But we need to make it yeah, a, yeah, a public forum, don't we? We need to teach him with other people listening. Otherwise, he'll just forever be a fucking... Dweeb. Yeah. Well, I think you should save it for the making of documentary on the second bonus DVD. Okay. And we can sell that internationally as well because of George's efforts to to give us kind of an international audience at the start of the pod. So when, you know... I'm uh, always going to try and good. introduce well, exactly. maybe new hellos from different mm-hmm. countries just to... Oh, right, okay. Welcome. This week's, this week's was Guten Tag because, uh, for those of you who don't know, the Bundesliga is going to be back on our screens. We're going to have football back. And is that the German league then? Oh my god, oh, he knows shit. He knows too much. The whole podcast's a waste of time. A, a flaw <laughs> in your concept, sir. <laughs> Obviously we've introduced ourselves. I'm George, he's Dan, that's Dylan. And Dylan, hello. you know nothing about football. We're going to start every show. The first thing we're going to teach you, someone in the football, it could be a player, it could be a manager, but somebody in the football arena. And you are going to do an impression of that person. Now, don't worry. You're not going to go in cold. I'm not going to do that to you. Dan, you are going to have 20 seconds to teach Dylan everything he needs to know about the person that he is impersonating. Dylan, I've got a sentence for you to say. Do I need to write it down? Got to I mean, you can write it down. You can memorise it. It's all right. After the 20 seconds, you can ask me again what the sentence is. I'll try and remember it. What is it? Waiter... There appears to be a hair in my soup. <laughs> oh, okay, fine. I could remember that. Are you ready for the uh, the football the, that you will be impersonating? Uh, as ready as I will ever be. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Let me just let me just clarify here. Yeah. As soon as you say the name, does the clock start then? Yeah. Okay, cool. All right, Dylan, are you with me here? Yes. Yeah. Right. Ready? Because focus. Because I'm, you know, I'm going to pack a lot of information in here for you. Okay. The player that you will be impersonating. It's Jamie Carragher. Go. Uh, right, he's a man, Dylan. Um, he's a Scouse man. Uh, he's quite. He's quite angry. Um, he's got like quite a high-pitched, squeaky voice. Imagine, kind of, not the bully at school, but like the bully's mate. Him, quite red in the face, um, pissed off. Uh, maybe he looks even a little bit smelly. Shut up! Uh. Shut up! Shut up! That's enough. That's twenty seconds. Okay. Shut up! Oh, shut up! Right. Oh, shut up! Dylan, waiter, there appears to be a hair in my soup. Waiter, there appears to be an hair in my soup. That's not Gen- bad, you know. Generic. That's, it's generic, specific, but it's yeah. not bad. And as an expert, Dan, just give us that sentence as Carragher. Waiter, waiter, there's an hair in my soup. Soup. <laughs> 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 <Me> soup. <laughs> Dylan, yeah, you're like this. Um, so Jamie Carragher was like he was he was basically a big player for Liverpool throughout his career played for England a bit as well and now he's like a pundit on Sky Sports and about I think it was about Mm -hmm. four years ago right (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Liverpool were playing Man United and they're like big rivals and uh, Jamie Carragher was driving home from the game and a Man United fan pulled up in the car next to him and went like hey Jamie Jamie 2-1 mate 2-1 and Carragher wound down the window and went, yeah, yeah, 2-1, two, 2-1. One, two, one. And, like, did a big <laughs> gob directly in a child's face. 
But somehow, we were talking about this the other day, George. Mm. He's just he's just got away with it. Yeah. Like they they kicked him off the telly for six months, and now he's just back on. And it's never spoken about. So just so you know, well, he got kicked off the telly for six months because he spat in a child's face. Because he spat in a child's face. So if this po- you, you can rest easy tonight, Dylan, knowing that if this podcast goes so well, you end up in a career uh, in football media. Even if you choose at some point, and that is your decision, you're a free man, to spit in a child's face <laughs> six months maximum, and then you're straight back on the box. I bet if you spat in an adult's face, you wouldn't get taken off the off the box. No. You'd have to just no. say sorry, but it's because he, he didn't he didn't aim yeah. for the child. It just... The problem was the gob was... It, it wasn't, like, direct. It was, like, phlegmy, and it went everywhere. So it hit the child kind of by accident. Like an involuntary lizard-like defensive action. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm going to give Dylan's... I don't know if you wanted me to rate it, but I'm going to give Dylan's impression a rating of 6 out of 10. 10, 10. And then maybe you can put like an effect on that. Like a 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, and he was angry. I mean, you summed him up perfectly by saying he's not the bully, but he is the bully's mate. That's exactly who he is, yeah. The person who says, yeah, after a, a threatening yeah. thing said by the bully. Exactly, George. You're that guy. <laughs> yeah, that's me. That's me. <laughs> yeah, and I'm the bully. <laughs> there might be people listening at home, Dylan, that completely relate to you and, and you know, went to their friends crying as well and said... Uh, so ostracised glasses yeah. and stop bringing up the glasses thing it's not yeah it's got glasses I know he does but it's not really relevant here but I think it's important that people know what we're trying to do is we're trying to teach Dylan we're trying to teach everybody that doesn't know things about football how to how to be a chameleon how to integrate yourself into into those football conversations well you've now got one in you've now got one impression up your sleeve as well oh yes well well absolutely I think I've only got quips We'll get you there, Dylan. Mm-hmm. There's absolutely no point me and you sitting here spilling off facts, telling him oh, this and that about this and that. Dylan, what do you want to learn? Oh, hang on. Be- Dylan, sorry. Before you, before, before, before you do your big question, maybe another opportunity for me to do another one of my fantastic like little, little theme tunes, maybe. Do like a... Dylan's big question. <laughs> <laughs> that'll be yeah well the big question uh is this um if, if i ever think about uh anything uh, i was ever drawn to football about it's things like kit design so um uh one that's always stuck out to me is the kit of blackpool of tangerine uh and i thought i'd ask you a very broad question which is what is the history of orange in football I don't fucking know. Who the fuck knows that? <laughs> I don't know. F- fuck this segment. Let's move on. I don't give a <laughs> shit. Well, who else plays in Orange? Uh, I don't fucking know. Um, Newcastle, <laughs> their away strip was Orange in like 2011. Is, is, this a, is this something you know the answer to, Dylan? I thought you would know the answer. No. I, and that, that kind of tidbit is exactly the kind of thing I'm looking for. <laughs> Where does the colour orange feature in football? Well, I, I, I feel there's two levels to this. First of all, what I'm expecting is that orange has not been used on many occasions for a kit 
or a home color or anything like mm. that. And my second part of the question is, why? I think teams teams don't play in orange because red, white, blue, they're like primary colors. They're base colors. No, they're not the primary colors. What's the primary colors? Red, blue, and yellow. Red, blue, yellow, black, white, oh. you know. Well, the most famous ones that I can think of is the colour orange is probably most associated in this country with Blackpool, in Scotland with Dundee. Internationally, the Dutch are orange, are very orange. Um, Hull well, that's why as I well, think, playing would you not want kind to of or- they do play orange and orange and black. And then uh, Valencia, they all played in orange, didn't they? Do you remember that, those, the orange kits? No, it's a bit shit. It's a bit of a shit colour. Right, I've got. I know I've got it. I've got the orange fact that Dylan wants to sit. You know, sit down. I mean, you already are, but brace yourself. Mm-hmm. In two thousand and let's call it nine, Chelsea uh, bought out their new kit, and obviously the goalie wears a different kit. Um, and their goalkeeper's kit was like mm. fluorescent orange, like the kind of orange you'd have on a high vis jacket. And the idea, apparently, was it was meant to kind of, you know, if you're bearing down on the keeper, it's meant to be distracting. So has that quenched your insatiable thirst for orange facts? And and what was the success of that? No, they they were quite good anyway, but they did a yellow one after with the same kind of idea, but I, I don't think it made huge amounts of difference. It is normally the, the keepers, the goalkeepers will wear the, the wacky mm. coloured shirt because they have to have it completely different to everyone on the on the pitch. Yeah. So if you had if you had a team you'd pick either red, blue, white variations. What colour would your team be, Doug? Who are we? What are we called? You're called the London Cats. <laughs> the London Cats? Yeah. Are we any good? No, you're sh- you're fucking you're actually shit. No, we're shit. Okay. Yeah. And what's my role in the in the organisation? Am I the manager? Do I play for the London Cats? Your or? dad is the owner. But you get a say on what colour the kits are. Oh, okay. Um, I would like them to be... Oh, I just couldn't give a shit. Green. Green. Yeah, put green. Put put me down for green and move on. The colour of grass. To, to surprise your opponents. <laughs> <laughs> Have them all lay down on the floor and then be like... And then when, when it's kick-off, jump up and fucking scare them all. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was Dylan's big question. Dan, do you want to give us an outro for it? Dylan's big question. One out of ten. Oh, I don't think that's fair. I think I should rate your answer. Go on, then. Out of ten, I think I would give it a four. Fuck you, because I gave you the... <laughs> George was going like, you've got Hull, you've got Dandy. And then I gave you that brilliant <laughs> Peter Check fact. But I th- I think you you undid it with your lack of enthusiasm for answering my question. Yeah. All right, well, get me excited about it next week. Dan, you've got a, you've got a little piece of slang. <laughs> You want to teach Dylan? Yeah, so Dylan, having an impression and having the answer to a big question isn't enough. You're going to need to know some some kind of insider terminology. So I'm going to give you a little piece of slang and I want you to tell me what that means. Oh, okay. Right, and the theme tune for this one, let's make it... Um... Dylan slang! <laughs> <laughs> the slang this week is... Fox in the box. Fox in the box. What on earth is a fox in the box? So, is this to do with... Uh, now, Dylan, I, I will offer you the opportunity 
if you so wish, yeah. you can play your you can play yes. your George card, and George will use the term "fox in a box" in a sentence. All right. In that case, yes, please. Can I hear it, George, in a sentence? This beautiful scenery would only be made better with a fox in the box. <laughs> I think that's confused me immensely. There you go, Dylan. That is your trial sentence. Now, all I want you to tell me is what is a fox in the box? And it is, of course, a football term. The scenery will be made better with, with a fox in the box. <laughs> I think that's confused me immensely. What I was going to say was, was I was going to say, is it something to do with somebody's? Uh, is it? Is it a match term? Can I have? Can I ask questions or not? Um, I, I, yeah, like I'll give you a few questions. Let's say four. Um, you, uh, you would, you would use it to describe someone in a match. Uh, in a match, out of a match, that they, they never stop being a fox in the box. <laughs> no, no, they, they, they obviously they have more of an opportunity to show why they are a fox in the box in the match. But yeah, they, they never stop being a fox in the box. Is it somebody who is a good player, but they're always on the bench? No, no, it isn't. No, that's so wrong, Dylan. Rubbish, Dylan. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, Dylan. Well, I was going to speak about the go- being in the goal box and somebody hogging the defence. Fox in the box means like, just like someone who's, they, they're a striker normally. And they score lots of goals in the box, and they're kind of they always pop up in the right areas and score little cheeky goals. Sly, crafty little fox in the box. All the classic traits of a fox. So they score a lot of goals. You've heard of Cristiano Ronaldo, haven't you? Yes. So he isn't a fox in the box. He scores lots of goals, and he does score them in the box, but he's not a fox in the box. Does he score them in an uncreative way? No. Oh no, Cristiano Ronaldo is very good. Oh, so why isn't he a fox in the box? Because there's, there's there's more to him than that. He's got more depth than that. Fox, yeah. fox in the foxes in the boxes. They are are basically only known for kind of scoring those little tappings. They're in the box all the time, and they'll they'll get their foot on the end of a goal. Oh. Whereas Cristiano Ronaldo will score anywhere, anytime, any, any manner of goal. Oh. A fox in the box is a bit of a one-trick pony. No, a wolf in the box then is is uh, is. Uh... <laughs> Cristiano Ronaldo. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. That's, Sli- yeah, a slightly bigger yeah. dog, more agile. I think I think that's nice, but let's get let's get you up to speed on the existing phrases before you start inventing your own. Because that's <laughs> Making your own. Fuck it, I don't want to do fox in the box, wolf in the box. That'll do. A dachshund in the box. <laughs> did you uh, did you watch the big match yesterday? He was a real he's a real wolf in the cage, wasn't he? <laughs> <laughs> you fucking what, mate? <laughs> Shut up! Oh, you don't know the phrase? Let me educate you. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're up to date with the slang. That's good. So every week we'll teach you a little bit more. Yeah, well, that was good for You me. know, slang's almost like, it's almost like a different language in itself, isn't it, slang? So if you get the hang of it, you feel integrated into the footballing world. Mm. Good. But would you say that offhand? Would you you say would definitely it? describe um, a player as a, as a fox in the box. Fucking hell, fire. Um, right, George, a little treat for you. Uh, me and Dylan have been preparing something for you. Oh, uh, a song? It's not a song, no. Um, it's a reading. Um, every week I'm going to get Dylan to read an extract from a famous footballer's autobiography. Um, he's going to read you just a little excerpt. And all I want you to do, George, is name that footballer. Oh. Uh, so, Dylan, when you're ready, take it away. I told Shearer to fuck off. 
Sorry. Go again. Stick stick with it. Stick with it. It gets better. So I told Shearer to fuck off. The Duke, Mark Viduka, was sitting next to me. Leave it. Leave it, he hissed. No, yelled Shearer. Let's hear what you have to say. The floor is yours. I'm conscious of the silence. The fascination of players watching the scene unfold through eyes shuttered in self-defence. Fuck it. He's getting it. I'm only following orders. You don't want to deal with the truth. All you want to do is listen to the sycophants who surround you, telling you how great you are. Someone needs to tell you that it is not all about you. You were a great player, but that's done. Let's deal in reality, because I can deal with that. I've been a stupid cunt. What about you? Have you ever done anyone? Do you remember kicking Neil Lennon in the head? You're a cheat. <laughs> oh, brilliant. Oh, thank you. So that was excerpt one, George. Um, mm. Listen, you don't have to make a guess. You, I mean, you can make a guess now. If you want to wait a few weeks and hear a bit more, you certainly can. I mean, what, what, what do we know about this footballer from what you've heard there from Dylan? For starters, he's, he's yeah. told someone to fuck off. He's, 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 he strikes me as an angry player. And with yeah. Shearer and Viduka knocking about the changing room, it's, it's leading me towards Newcastle United. Yeah. So I've got a few shortlist names. Okay. And I think I'm just going to guess one today. I would like to guess that this is the autobiography of Sir Bobby Robson. <laughs> Dylan, is he wrong or is he right? I don't know. Do I know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, you, you don't. I, just, uh, I, sent Dylan, I sent Dylan a text about 12 o'clock going like, here's what you're reading out later. I screenshotted it off the internet and just scratched out the bits I didn't want him to read. Um, George, uh, you, you're allowed to guess Sir Bobby Robson, uh, but you are incorrect. It's not Sir Bobby Robson. Um, so next week, Dylan will be reading yet another excerpt from that footballer's book and you can try again dylan that was brilliant thank you thank you i look forward to what happens next probably gonna get the whole way through the book hope so well that isn't how it starts is it prologue <laughs> no it's not that was <laughs> <laughs> that's just the title i'm <laughs> gonna start with telling shearer to fuck off <laughs> thing is alan shearer is quite hard and i don't want to have him as an enemy of the sh of the show yeah, he'd, uh, I'll tell you this, Dylan. Alan Shearer, he'd, he'd, be, he'd beat you up. Oh, he, he would. probably would. They, most of them probably yeah. would, to be fair. What footballers could Dylan beat in a fight? Um, uh, I'll tell, tell you Dylan would have in a fight. Phil Foden. No, he's, 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 Manche he's got a slit eyebrow. Oh, uh, yeah. No, who, Dylan or Phil Foden? Both. <laughs> <laughs> i tell you, I tell you who Dylan would have. Mason Mount. Yeah, let's get it on. How would I have him? Exactly. Kick him up and down the park, Dylan. You batter him. Yeah, you take the piss out of Mount, Dylan. Let's let's get it organised. Okay. I'm sure we can get in touch with Mason Mount and try and do you arrange. Know, do you know anyone in at Chelsea, George? You can get anyone on the phone. Well, Mason yeah, Mount yeah. is from Portsmouth, where I live. Uh, not that he lives here now, but I'm sure there's like, yeah. I'm sure if I hang around schools and stuff, there'll be. Well, hang on kids. though. You know, you know John Swift. I did. That's an expose. Yeah. Um, right. So let's. Okay. No. Well, there you go. John Swift was at Chelsea, wasn't he? So there's the link. Swifty will know someone. He can put you in touch. You can get in touch with Mount's agent, and we'll get Swifty's friends with people that I know. Yeah. And you'll set up a fight with me in the park. Uh, yeah, we, we're not. There's not going to be rules. No. I don't think it, oh. there should be. No, it'll, it should be. It'll probably bare be a bare knuckle. Bare knuckle it needs yeah. To be a full Ronnie Pickering <laughs> affair. <laughs> if anything, the ideal, the dream scenario is it's you versus Mason Mount, and Ronnie Pickering officiates the whole event. Oh, I'd love that. 
But I, I know Ronnie, and he would just want to get involved himself. He would yeah, love to bare yeah. knuckle he, himself. He can't help himself. He's offering he bare knuckles left, right, and centre all the time. I'll see what I can do. I, I, oh, I've never bare knuckled in my life. I will see how far I've come from yep. trying to arrange a fight between Dylan Alcock and Mason Mount. Can't wait. It's time for a bet. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was doing like a like an old like an old Cockney woman. Yeah, but I've put a bet on as be, as best as I could. Obviously, the football season is not in swing at the moment. So the best that I've could, I've gone onto the worldwide interweb and I've hunted down roughly what the odds would be. I can't obviously put the bet on, so I'm more than happy. If you win, I will pay for this out of my own pocket. Wow. If you get every result. Every fixture, every game, if you get the team and the score correct, I will pay for this out of my own and my girlfriend's bank. <laughs> Probably go 60-40 on it. On a £1 bet, Dylan, today you are playing for £2,608.23. That's very good. Jesus Christ. That's really good, isn't it? Yeah. What are you going to do with that amount of money? That's a lot of money. I think with that amount of money, I could get uh, a new set of keys. <laughs> are you locked out? <laughs> <laughs> I think I could get something like a Hammond organ for that kind of money. Oh, a piano. Oh, right. Yeah. You're, you're, oh. If, yeah. For those of you who don't know, Dylan is a piano player. Yeah. Not a locksmith. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And jailer. Um, <laughs> uh, that's probably what I would do with it. I think that would eat the entire amount. You're going to you go big, spend big money on a proper good set of keys. Yes, and I think I would enjoy it. That is all. Money well spent, I think. You're going to love it. You get good use out of it. Dan, yeah. you are playing yeah. for $338,813 Icelandic kroner. Oh, wow. <laughs> Mm. And what is that in pounds? I don't know. Oh, okay. So what was it? It was three hundred and thirty. About just just under uh, three hundred and fifty thousand. Oh. Which will buy you one round in Iceland. <laughs> one round what? <laughs> A key. Oh, okay. Um, pounds. So what is is three hundred and fifty thousand? What was it? Ice, Icelandic drachma. Was it? What was it? Drachma. <laughs> what was it? Uh, Krona. What, 335 Icelandic kroner? Yep. Okay. Um, you've been to Iceland. I have. What's like, how much does a pint of milk cost? So expensive. Okay, in reference, a pint of lager, bitter, is about 18 quid. What? Hang on, not, not 18 kroner, 18 pounds? Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. They all drink at home, it's cold over there. Now. <laughs> oh, um... Have they got Weatherspoons? Have they got Weatherspoons out there? Uh, they have their own version. Weatherspoonson. Oh, I'm 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 going to nip into Weatherspoonson, <laughs> and I'm going to get the Curry Club. You won't have enough. Well, I, I won't have a Nam then. <laughs> if, well, if you go yeah. Wednesday morning, if you're there, bang on yeah. early bird special, lunchtime special, and you don't have a Nam or a pudding, <laughs> you can get the uh, you can get the Curry. All right, yeah, I'm having Curry Club at Weatherspoonson. <laughs> so, Dylan, you're going to buy yourself a new set of keys. Dan, yeah. you're going to buy yourself a Curry. <laughs> I might have a curry tonight. What a waste of money then. <laughs> no, 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 no. Chinese. Chinese is what I want. <laughs> I have a new Indian yeah. up the road that I've been enjoying very much. What's his name? <laughs> 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 but I, but 
I'm not fam- I'm not familiar with having an Indian, so I <laughs> so I so I so I di- I went round the houses uh, of the menu. Have you seen what's moved in at 33? Of course, I get I get on very well with the people behind the counter in the Indian. Thank you, but. But anyway, I had quite the experience. I started mild, and then I went very, very spicy, and I've settled <laughs> on a on a chicken balti. That's your level, is it? Yes. Oh, I enjoyed it very much. Yes, I think I I think I found my correct level of spice. You sound oh, very nice. happy. He doesn't even fucking recycle. <laughs> your impression of me is very good. I've got to say. <laughs> I've been working on that for seven years. Danny, go and get it, Basil. Go and have it away, so I don't sit. That can make me feel sick if I look at you. Let's go on to our predictions. Oh, give us a prediction. What we're going to do here is we're going to really test the limits. This is where all the points and all the money is to be won. Dylan, of course, you're playing for £2,608 and Pride. And Dan, you're playing for just under 350000 Icelandic kroners. So there's a, lot, there's a lot at stake here. But the only way to win the money is to correctly guess every score and every result. But... There are points on offer here. I'm going to offer three points if you can correctly guess what the score is. And I will offer a point if you've correctly guessed the outcome. So let's move on to our first game. Our first game is Tottenham versus West Ham. Dan, 3-1 Tottenham. Okay, yeah. Yeah, solid. Dylan's gone for a 1-0 Tottenham win. But obviously the games aren't being played at the moment. So the supercomputer, I I found a proper... Like statistical supercomputer, like no messing about, proper good. It takes all the data of these teams as they are now, bungs them mm-hmm. into a machine, jostles it about a bit, and what comes out is wow. basically the score. There's nothing less than the result. Yeah. Dan, you've gone for 3 1. Dylan's gone for 1 0. I yep. will say on this occasion, you've both scored a point. But Dan, you've scored two more because they've predicted the result to be 3 1. Get in there. Yes. First episode, first result, three points. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I think I did very well. Yeah. Yeah, fine. Yeah, you did okay, sure. Is there anything that you took that on, Dylan, or you just kind of winged it? Well, I've recently discovered that I'm, I'm that West Ham aren't very good. Who's fucking told you that? Is it him? Is it, is it that one? Well, it's that Indian fella down the road, isn't it? <laughs> you're right Uh, West Ham my team uh, they're fucking shit so don't worry let's move on to number two number two is Chelsea versus Man City and on this occasion both of you have scored a point Dylan has gone for 2-4 two goals for Chelsea four goals for Manchester City Dan you've gone for 1-2 one goal for Chelsea two goals for Man City yeah the supercomputer yeah has predicted Chelsea won Man City 2. Oh my god. I am so good at this. <laughs> Dan, you're well on your way here to winning 350,000 Iceland. The Curry Club is well on. Oh my god, alright, yeah. Tuck your napkin into your trousers. We're getting down the Curry Club. <laughs> <laughs> now, George, George, just to just to keep me excited here. Now, I mean, obviously it's been quite a while since anyone's been in a pub at all. Yeah. What drinks can I get with the Curry Club deal here? None. Oh. There's not enough money for you to buy a drink. I thought you got a pint with it. or Not there. In in, in Weatherspoonson, you can bring your own drinks. Seems like a slightly flawed policy for a pub. All right, no, fine. So so what am I getting in this curry then? I'm, I'm, I'm having a masala, George. Really? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, I'm having the masala. Uh, is the rice or... It's a proper curry, Dan. It's not just, like, the chicken. Okay. You is don't get the chicken bargy? breast. Is there a bargy? No, you don't get all... You don't get the sides with it. You get you get the rice, you get the curry, so it's just... and then maybe... I'll tell you what. Because if you do do it, I'll pay yeah. for your naan. She's joining him, is she? <laughs> <laughs> not coming down to curry club with your Wednesday. George said he'd pay for me. <laughs> The next game we have is Liverpool versus Crystal Palace. And on this occasion, mm. Dylan and Dan, you both score a point. Oh my God, I'm on the way. I'm going to do it, aren't I? Episode one. Dan, you've gone for 4-1 Liverpool. I did, yeah. Dylan, you've gone for 2-1 Liverpool. They have predicted a Liverpool win, 3-0. So no curry club today, I'm afraid, Dan. Uh, next week, next week. Dan. You'll be playing for something else next week. So I picked I picked quite safely with my results. That's why my winnings pot's so low. So maybe next week I'll go a bit more. Our fourth game, penultimate game, Manchester United versus Sheffield United. Now, there's a difference of opinion here. Dan, you've gone for one all. Yeah. Dylan, you've gone for one nil. I have. The supercomputer has gone for Manchester United one, Sheffield United nil. Dylan, three points. Yes. Back in the game with one left to go. Oh. Imagine if he beats you in the first <laughs> fucking week this whole premise of the show is shot <laughs> i'm just along for the ride everyone <laughs> <laughs> all right so dylan can nick it here then thing is we set this up to be like maybe david will beat goliath maybe we've got this whole underdog thing <laughs> well don't worry there's one game to go last game wolverhampton wanderers versus afc Bournemouth. dan you've gone for three two three two wolves yeah yeah dylan you've gone for nil each i have the supercomputer has awarded points to one of you. Come on. And they've awarded one point to Dan Lenny. Yes. They've gone with the score 3-1. So one point to Dan Lenny. Ending Dan on eight and Dylan on five. So unlucky Dylan, not this week. I th- I'm very pleased. Dan, any any humbling words for, uh, for Dylan? No, what I do want to do though, because you know it's my time, so I'm just going to take this moment to just have a little suck on my vape. And this week's winning flavour was rocking raspberry sorbet. Fucking hell, fire. So listen, I have an interesting fact for you. Because I've had it just about up to here with all of this football hooliganry. <laughs> this foxing in the boxing. The wolf in the cage. <laughs> yes. <laughs> this, this, horsing, this horsing for coursing. I've, I've, I've bloody had enough of it. So it's time for me to take to the soapbox. And teach you a little thing or two. Now, the thing is, is you have options uh, about what you can learn about today. Um, so I have I have two two facts, uh, both of which will not take me very long to explain. Um, one of which is about uh, is a is a lovely anecdote about the the writing and creation of Doctor Who. Um, but I have another one um, which is about bricks. Uh. Yeah, I want, I want bricks. Fuck Doctor Who. Yeah. Give me bricks. Brick me up. I've no interest in hearing about Doctor Who. Okay, so there are many, there are many anecdotes I have about bricks. <laughs> this one is is uh, is perhaps my favourite, and it begins with a question. Now, what colour are the bricks of Downing Street number ten? White. They're white. white. Red. Orange. Orange. Brick. Orange. Gray. Orange. Gray. Orange bricks. This didn't go as I expected. So the, the <laughs> <laughs> so so the bri- the bricks of Downing Street are are painted black, but but they aren't actually black. They are yellow. We look like idiots now. It was built a very very long time ago, pre-industrial revolution, due to all the smog and soot 
and ash in the air. The yellow bricks of 10 Downing Street at the heart of London town were stained black. Then, post-industrial revolution, they decided to clean 10 Downing Street, revealing its yellow hue. <laughs> but nobody liked it, so they painted it black. Ah, uh, so they wouldn't have to keep cleaning it. Well, it wouldn't get dirty anymore, but I think people just got attached to the fact that it was black. So they thought, oh, well, now that we've cleaned it, let's just paint it so that it looked like it did before. Surely it's not its not the people's decision. It's the decision of the, the homeowner, which will be, I don't know, what, what, what time was this? Around what, what year? Oh, I don't know, do I? Oh, I don't know. Thatcher? <laughs> <laughs> Blair. Probably about Blair. So it sounds like a bloody Blair thing, that does. Put Blair. <laughs> Week one, Dylan. Episode one, Dylan, yeah. has... Finished off the predictions round with five points. Yeah. Dylan will be playing against himself okay. every week. Next week will be week two, Dylan. Might be a different guy. Who knows? Week sure. two, Dylan could be a gun-toting Mexican mm. for all we know. Week one, Dylan, however, is this fucking dweeb we've had here today. <laughs> <laughs> and he scored five points. I think we should get a point each. You can dish your point out either or. If you like the fact, give him a point. Yeah. If you didn't like it, take a point yeah. away. All right. I, I, I didn't like it. Okay. <laughs> didn't like it. Four points. Uh, Dylan, I did like it. What? Yeah, I did. I liked it. What did you like about it? I liked that I learned <laughs> about the colour. I didn't know that Downing Street's bricks were yellow. I didn't know that, that they were black. Thatcher clearly had an input. And that's always useful. Yeah. I liked it, Dylan. Thank you, George. Leaving week one Dylan on a score of five points. Well, hey. well I am chuffed. Well done, Dylan. But we don't want to leave empty-handed. We'd like to ask Dylan, what did you learn today? What did Dylan learn today? What did he learn today? I learnt that orange is not a popular football colour. That's what Dylan learned today. That's what he learned today. <laughs> <laughs> what a shit thing to learn. This football's so vast. Like, <laughs> fuck me, do, do, Dylan. Do you know how many people are on a football team? Oh, I don't know. Do I? Start there. Oh, that, well, oh, yeah. Don't, yeah. Don't ask him. Run before you can walk. <laughs> As always, we'd like to thank Mr. Dan Linney. Oh my God, thank you so much. And of course, we'd also like to thank Dylan Alcock. Thank you. Thank you. It's been a joy. But we also need to thank our sponsor for today. We have a sponsor for the episode. Uh, small business running outside of, uh, of California, uh, working out of a garage. They've sponsored nice. the episode, really nice of them. Just trying to get their name out there, trying to get on the international market. Big thanks to today's sponsor, Apple. <laughs> 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 and Dylan, you are gonna you are gonna play us out. That's right. With a song, but you need a, a sentence for the song, don't you? I do need a sentence. Yes. A topic to play. Dan, mm-hmm. you're gonna give him a sentence, yeah. rounding up what he learned today. And I'm going to give him a sentence. Dylan, you are allowed to choose between us. Dan? My sentence is, Jamie Carragher spits at children. Pass it on. Okay. So you can choose between that or my one. Orange. Not safe for football? Question mark. (laughs) (laughs) What weird inflection. (laughs) Orange, not safe for football. I think I would have to go with... Is that what you Yes. Me and you are going to fall out on this podcast. <laughs> Take us out. The thirty-second number is orange. Not safe for football. Goodbye, everyone. 
Orange, not safe. Orange, danger. Orange, not safe. Orange, Blackpool. I wonder why more teams don't use orange on their kit. I learned the long and short of it was that it looks so shit. They much prefer blue, red, and white for no reason at all. So let's just say it's cause orange ain't safe for football. Orange, not safe. Orange, danger. Orange, not safe.